Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice, where I tell you you have absolutely no case. Now, I want to tell you uh, about a case that's been filed uh, against TGIF, uh, and it has to do with mozzarella sticks. One of the things that these various brands do, Marie Callender's, I think Wolfgang Puck, TGIF, they sell their own frozen goods. You go to the supermarket and you can pick up their stuff. Now, they don't actually manufacture their stuff. These are licensing agreements. They just put their name on it and uh, they sell the product. Supermarket sells the product and then the company, in this case TGIF, gets a royalty, gets a percentage of the sale. And uh, everybody goes home happy. So usually these class action suits that I talk about are complete crapola. Uh, You know, you say 14 ounces and it's 13 and a half ounces and I'm going to have nightmares for the rest of my life and I'm going to be hysterical. And every time I go past a supermarket, uh, I'm going to be scared to death to go in, you know, just more crap, crap on top of crap. And occasionally... There is a legitimate lawsuit out of this swill of complete BS class action lawsuits. And if you listen to the show, I guarantee you, hey, Bill, uh, I bought something and I want to file a class action suit or something happened to me and I want to file a class action suit. And I go, stop it. Well, occasionally there is a legitimate class action suit based on what we would think was crap. And this is one against TGIF and the manufacturers of uh, their package of mozzarella sticks. And a federal judge just ruled the lawsuit can continue. Here's what ends up happening. You file a lawsuit, in this case against TGIF and the manufacturer of the mozzarella sticks. And then they file what's called, uh, they're asking for a summary judgment Uh, meaning that uh, we're going to decide right now there's no case, which is the majority of the time, and you'll go away. Occasionally, the judge uh, goes ahead, denies uh, the motion, and says, you've got a lawsuit. doesn't mean they're going to win. It just means you've got a lawsuit, and you can continue on, and that's what happened here. And let me give you the facts of this. This is absolutely fascinating. Okay, so she's suing because she says, you see these mozzarella sticks? And the picture of mozzarella sticks on the package, there isn't any mozzarella in those mozzarella sticks. It's all cheddar cheese. They lied. They misrepresented. So now, what does uh, the manufacturer do? And this is where nobody in their right mind would rule in favor of the manufacturer. The product is shelf-stable, which means it doesn't have to be refrigerated And they're arguing, TGIF and the manufacturer, the consumer should have known that mozzarella cannot be used in in shelf-stable products. You got to know that you have to refrigerate mozzarella. Cheddar can be used in shelf-stable products. That can hang on the shelf. And these are crisp, by the way. They're not fried. 
And you should know that mozzarella cannot be used. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Nobody knows that unless you're in the cheese business. And the judge said, how is anybody going to know that? So uh, the judge said, hey, that's not much of a defense. The consumer should have realized that cheddar is shelf-stable and mozzarella is not. Thank you. Uh, that's going to be a winner. I tell you right now, the plaintiffs are going to win that way. They're going to go to trial. Judge said, go right ahead and go to trial. And they're, um, uh, they're going to win. They're going to win. You can't say mozzarella sticks, picture of mozzarella, and have no mozzarella. And then the the fence is you have to have, well, there have been lawsuits like uh, fruit juice and fruit drink uh, on the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the label. And there's no fruit juice in it. It's all artificial petroleum byproducts, which actually taste better than real fruit. And uh, those have flown. But then there are others that where you say, come on, you shouldn't know that. You know, there is a picture of something that appears bigger than it actually is. And in tiny little print, it says not actual size. Oh, I bought thinking it was actual size. Yeah, that goes away very quickly. But not mozzarella. Mozzarella works. That, uh, that case works. 800-520-1534. All right. Uh, let's, uh, this is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Let's take some phone calls. Uh, hello, Jeff. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Uh, hi. Uh, so uh, my my question is, I got pet insurance about five months ago. Uh, I got it for $15,000 is the max I'm allowed. Uh, and uh, my dog ended up getting cancer. Um, it was in his stomach blocking his intestines. So none of the food was going into the intestines. Uh, it costed $15,000 to get the surgery. Uh, I did the claim, but then the pet insurance denied it. Uh, they denied it for uh, two reasons. One was um, it, it said weight loss a year ago in the medical records, but that was, it says, in their intentional weight loss because they had told me to put my dog on a diet because he weighed a few pounds too much. And then uh, they also denied it for a lump that was a fatty tissue on his skin. So I already had the vet um, uh, shoot him an email saying that that fatty lump that was on the skin has nothing to do with okay. the cancer. So the only issue, okay, so that cancer. one is uh, dismissed. Now the only issue is uh, the diet and the blockage, correct? And they're saying correct. That, that you put them on a diet. Okay, for, and you spend $15,000. Correct. Oh, and the kid. Well, first of all, let's start it was with a that. Little more, it was a little more than $15,000. Okay. okay, well, let's start the with the fact I wouldn't spend $15,000 in medical insurance or medical payments for my kids, much less a dog. <laughs> all right, so we start yeah. with that one. This is your typical insurance company trying to get out of it, uh, Jeff. It's absolutely yeah. typical. You got to go against the insurance company. And you, I would sue them. I'd make a claim. Uh, you have the all the uh, information. You say, hey, where is it? You tell me in the policy I couldn't do what you said I did, and somehow it's excluded. It's, it's a typical we're not going to pay. Welcome to the world of insurance. Jeff, you got to fight mm. it. And the problem is, is that no lawyer is going to pick it up because there's not enough damages. Yeah. I've already tried. Yeah. yeah, of course. You're going to sue in small claims court. You're going to have to waive the $5,000 you spent. You're going to go for $10,000. 
and that's basically it. And there's a good chance, good chance, that uh, the insurance uh, policy you bought forces you to go into arbitration. And uh, you have no choice. You have to do that. I know. It's no fun. Welcome. to I've said that about insurance policies. Hey, holiday season is here, okay? Uh, and I have sent uh, gifts that were so stupid. So have you. So uh, let me tell you about Omaha Steaks. I've sent and received them over the years. Uh, it really is a gift like no other. Everybody loves those. The presentation alone, the quality of the steaks that come with Omaha Steaks, is extraordinary. Perfectly aged, tender, great tasting Omaha steaks. I mean, these are top of the line. Uh, the folks at Omaha Steaks put together these special gift packages to he- help you take the gift work, gift work out of giving. Uh, the guest work out of giving, you can choose from butchers, cut filet mignon, air chilled boneless chicken, ultra juicy burgers. They're fantastic. Go online, 50% off. Go to omahasteaks.com, use the code HANDLE, H-A-N-D-E-L, at checkout, 50% off and $40 off your order. Minimum order required. Website. Hello, Mike. Welcome to Handle on the Law. What can I do for you? I just recently retired. A month prior to my retirement, a co-worker made sexual uh, comments uh, referring to me to three other co-workers. As soon as I heard that, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I went to report it to HR, and <clears throat> as of um, HR told me they were going to investigate and look into the matter and get back to me. Well, for three weeks, I didn't hear from them. No one contacted me back. I reached out to HR again a week prior to my retirement, and they said they would get back to me. Well, my retirement came, and I'm gone. Uh, Do I have a case against my former employee? Yeah, well, uh, okay. Uh, What you have is basically a hostile work environment is what you are going uh, after, that they're making it very difficult or impossible for you to work because of sexual harassment. But wait a minute. You're not working. You're retired. So how are you going to explain a hostile work environment when there is no work environment? See the problem? You retired. You're out of there already. So what you're saying is a month before my retirement, I filed this. uh, I filed a complaint. HR didn't do anything for three weeks. Wow. Three weeks is not long enough because they're investigating. They didn't do anything. Uh, Now, if it had been two or three months, you've had an issue. But wait a minute. You're still not there. There's no hostile work environment if you don't have a work environment. So um, you have no case. Uh, Yeah, uh, certainly I don't think so. Uh, Ramona. Hello, Ramona. Welcome. Yes, ma'am. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi. My lovely husband left me some money when he passed away a few years ago, with which I paid off the loan on my house. Okay. And I um, came into the, I became the owner of royalties in three oil wells. Okay, wait a second. You wait. You sold it. Uh, I sold your the house, house. And you paid. And you paid the owner of uh, the uh, who owned uh, the mineral rights, right? I inherited them. 
Okay, so when you said you paid the owner, what does that mean? I paid the owner for the mobile home. Okay, you said a house, not a mobile home. So I'm now Sorry. I'm getting now I'm getting really confused. All right, you inherited a mobile home, correct? I inherited some money from my husband. Okay, got it. You inherited some money, and where does a mobile home come in? Because I'm a little confused here. I paid off the loan on okay, the mobile so you home. Okay, so you already own the mobile home? Yes, it's in okay, the truck. And there, was, and there was a loan on the mobile home that you paid off. So now the mobile yes. home is yours free and clear. By the way, yeah, it, did you already did you own the mobile home in joint tenancy with your husband? Whatever it was, it was the right way because I have it in my name now. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, but it could be that. Okay, never mind. That really doesn't matter. It was probably yours anyway when your husband died. But okay, it so was. you paid you paid off the mortgage. All right, mm-hmm. you paid off the yep. loan on the mobile home. Okay, now what? Yes. Now I inherit these. Uh, royalties from some oil wells, which the money keeps coming in, which is very nice. Okay. And I thought, well, why not I put the oil wells in the trust right, right. along with you, the... You could do that. Right, right along with the mobile home. Right, you could do but that. How, how do I do that? You put the royalties into the trust. In other words, there's a document that shows you own the royalties, uh, and it's if they're already if they're already part of the ownership, then you don't have to do anything. They're already in there. Uh, if they are separate, then you have an ownership interest outside of the property, outside of your mobile home. And uh, now that's kind of interesting because you don't own the land under your mobile home, do you? No. So how do you own uh, the uh, uh, the oil property? Is it somewhere else? It's in Kansas. Okay, got it. Yes, you can transfer your interest into the trust. Very simple. And if I were you, I would get a lawyer to do that. And uh, I would put down notes because you're going to spend, the lawyer's going to spend an hour just trying to figure out uh, what the hell you're talking about. Hello, Roma. Welcome. Yes. I just wanted to ask you a question. It's not a matter of suing, but I'd like to know if this is the dumb thing. I had a procedure done on my neck. I have a bad neck. Okay, in about two or three or four days, I was okay, fine. Went to the store to pick up some medication to Walmart. When I was getting the medication, I had a tremendous pain in my head, and I screamed, and it embarrassed me. But I, I, it did, but cause I hate that. I went down on my knees, and the assistant looked over. She said, are you all right? And, of course, I wasn't all right. She said, oh, you can go sit over on that bench over across the way. So I crawled, literally crawled. Wow, okay. Sat on the bench, Okay. I called my doctor because I had myself told. He said, immediately call 911 and go to the hospital. Be sure that nothing's gone wrong. I said, okay. Well, I was so ruffled. I'm 88 years of age, but I'm pretty active. Yeah, and you're sharp, too, I must tell you. You're sharp, you're lucid, you're logical. Wow. I don't get that very often from people that are 28. Yes, go ahead. How logical I was. And I got panicky, and I couldn't find it. And then the pharmacist put his head around the corner. I said, could you please call 911? He said, we're not allowed to call 911 unless you have some accident pertaining to our store, like something that you slipped on or whatever. I'm sorry, we cannot do that for you. I found the phone because I got up. 
I found the phone. I called 911. They took me. Unfortunately, they hit a nerve, but it was nothing big time at all. Okay. So what's your what's your question? Uh, my question to you is this the law. I mean, can people deny you help like yeah, that? No, well, point? hang on a minute. Hang on. That's actually a very, very good question. First, let's start with there's no duty for anybody to call 911. None. Uh, they could actually watch you die right there on the floor, and there is no duty to render aid or to call the authorities. There may be an exception if you are in a store, uh, and I'm not aware of it. That would be statutory, uh, where it's uh, written in a law that the legislature passed. Uh, but the quick answer and the slow answer is uh, no. As stupid as it sounds, and it does sound dumb to me, there is no law that requires, there's no duty that requires them to uh, call the authorities. Maybe they thought okay. when you hit, you know, maybe when you're on your knees, they thought you were praying. What do you think? It could be. Could, could be. be. All right. Anyway, that's, uh, you know, excellent question. But that you can actually watch someone die in front of you, for example. Uh, and, and there are cases. So let's say, uh, I think Minnesota, there was a case where uh, a bunch of people were walking across a, across a, uh, a lake that was frozen. Someone went right through, and they literally watched that person drown. No one called. And the question is, how can you possibly do that? There has to be a law. Nope. You can watch someone in front of you literally die. Go figure that one. Ron, hello, Ron. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Bill. Yeah, uh, in August, I had a mini flood in my in my kitchen. Claims adjuster came out and said I need a whole new floor plus carpet. Uh, the insurance gave me $10,000 to replace all that. And uh, in the interim, there really wasn't that much carpet damage. I got a new floor. And that cost me $1,800. So now am I responsible? Do I have to give that $10,000 back or what's left? Nope. You I can keep it? Pay- yeah, it's yours. You, what you did is you were paid to replace the damage. You could have even just kept the money and, you're, you could, and fallen through the floor. Uh, that's your money. You are insured for the damage. They pay you for the damage. That's what you pay for. And... You're you're done. You know, for example, let's say it cost you more than ten thousand dollars. Let's cost. Let's say it cost you thirteen thousand dollars. Can you go to them and say, "Hey, it cost me thirteen thousand instead of ten thousand? Nope. Once you agree to accept their payment, whatever it is, what you do is you sign off liability. That's it. I've accepted what you have given me, and we go our merry way. And it goes both ways, Ron. Uh, you. Um, you keep yourself, you did well. And usually, usually it's the other way, I must tell you. Almost always is they didn't pay me enough money. They won't pay. Do you know how often I get, Bill, they paid me too much money? Can I keep it? Uh, the answer is yes. Enjoy yourself. Girlfriend, wow. are you married? I am not. Oh, so hey, sex, drugs, <laughs> rock and roll. I knock your socks off. Oh, good for you. Uh, yeah. Susanna, hello, Susanna. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, hi, Bill. Um, my question is, um, in last January, it was a long um, process, but nevertheless, I bought uh, solar panels uh, at a major um, uh, solar company, 
that is backed by a major retail store. I was told I can't say the name, so I yeah, won't. I wouldn't because, uh, you know, here's what happens. If you're out of your mind, uh, if you're making this up, if you make an accusation that is completely untrue, because I don't know who the hell you are. By the way, that doesn't mean that I don't believe you. It just means I'm not going to take a chance. So, uh, okay. nope. Okay, was it uh, Walmart? Uh, was it Target? Uh, Costco? Which one was it? Uh, it was the third one. Okay, so it was anyway, Costco. It was uh, Costco. Okay. So if I could say Costco, then could I say the solar panel company too? Well, actually, uh, can you, if you can, I'm sorry, did you ask if, can you sue Costco or the solar panel no, no, company? No, no. Can, I, can I say the name of the solar No, that company, I don't want you to do. Uh, no, that I, no, that I don't want you oh, to do. Okay. Okay, okay. so, okay, um, all right, so what happened? What happened? Okay, because I'm way less upset with Costco than the solar company. Okay, yeah. Anyway. As by the way, so, as well you sh- as well you should be. But uh, uh, let let tell me what's happening here. Okay, so um, they come out first to inspect the roof if they can if it's good enough to put the solar panel down, uh, which they did, and they decided that my roof is not good enough. So obviously they added the roof price to our solar panel package. And they guaranteed the roof for 20 years. Um, Then, again, long, long process, but nevertheless, finally, the solar panels are down. And the first rain of the season and the first rain after the solar panels were down, my upstairs uh, bedroom is flooded. Okay, so they, was, they put it in wrongly. Okay, so they did they, they, they put in, they installed it wrongly because they were supposed to fix the roof, and they didn't. Okay, so we're there. I mean, the roof, the roof, the roof was fixed in an awful, awful No, I understand. Way. I understand. They did a bad and, job of fixing the roof. Okay, okay, so now. And then let me also say that they also put in extra holes that were that. Afterwards, yeah, that does that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter, Susanna. They did it. It doesn't matter. They did a bad job. All right, they screwed up the job. Now, what's your question? My question is, what can I do? Aha. Okay. All right. Okay. No, it's a good question. Okay, you don't have to go beyond that. Uh, First thing I would do is figure out what it's going to cost to fix everything. Everything. Mm -hmm. And if it has to be, if they have to take the solar panels off and re-repair the roof to put the panels back on, so be it. You have to find out what that price is. And I already have. Okay, how much is, how much is it? $19,000-something. $19,000, which is a shame that it's that much because that's a wobbler. I wish it was under ten, and I wish it was more than 100000 Uh Yeah, and I'll tell you why, because, again, we're small claims – uh, it's under $10,000, so you have to waive the rest. So uh, if you went to small claims, you'd have to give up 10000 or $9,000. If you hire a lawyer, that's uh, another story. But I'm willing to bet a couple things. One is uh, that you got a guarantee, which you did. Two is uh, you have a bid. That you have to give them a right to come back and fix it. You have to give them a chance. And uh, whether they do or not, I don't know. But then if they don't, you sue both the solar company as well as Costco. The, re- the, the reason you got Costco is because they referred it. Now, there, mm-hmm. unless there is a part of the contract saying Costco has nothing to do with this because it's an independent company. It's not like they're employees of Costco that put in the roof. 
So it's uh, it depends on what the contract says. It, do they say we're merely give, merely giving you a referral and we are not responsible? And I would argue, yes, you are. You gave me the referral, uh, but uh, you've got yourself a lawsuit. And and also, my guess is that in the contract you sign, in the event of a dispute, you go to arbitration, and uh, that's what you do. And you know how much it's going to cost. It's going to cost nineteen thousand dollars. There it is. And you give them a chance to fix it. Otherwise, you sue them. And unfortunately, they can tell you to go pound sand and then you have to sue them. And so you end up going to arbitration. You probably have to hire a lawyer. It'll cost you a few thousand bucks. Hopefully you get it back. If there is a uh, an attorney's clause in the contract. God, I hate when that happens. And I told you it's the difference between under ten thousand dollars. Easy. You walk into court. If it's a lot of money, you have no choice. You hire a lawyer. But when is it? Over $10,000 and not really worth hiring a lawyer because it's going to cost too much. Right where she is. She's in the wrong sweet spot. Jose. Hello, Jose. How you doing, Bill? Sticky Good. Now, call. I got to hold on. Before we go, I got to give you a warning because I've just been told by uh, our my screener that you might end up cursing. And if you do, I'll hang up on you. So uh, no, let's go from there. Okay? Okay. Okay. Uh, I have a question. Uh, on, on Halloween, I went to go volunteer for my daughter's school, and um, I was lined up to, to, to sign up, and they scanned my ID, and I got red flagged. Not just once, but twice. And they took me to a room, and, and the teacher told me that, that uh, I'm an offender. And I was like, what the heck? So I was puzzled because, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a coach, so I've been life scanned, and I've worked for high schools. And so I was puzzled, so I left. And I went to the to the San Bernardino Police Department to find out what was going on, and they didn't find nothing on my record. So uh, they recommended me to call uh, or go to uh, LA County Police Department. So I did, and they didn't find nothing on the record. So I called the San Bernardino Police Department again, and they recommended me to go back to the school and um, find out what what was said or what came up on the stream. Okay. All right. So, Fair enough. So Michael, let me. Uh, so uh, Jose, let me ask you a few questions. Uh, is there any truth to the matter that you have any kind of a record for uh, that kind of a crime at all? Nah, nope, no felonies. I've been in trouble when I was younger, but... Okay, and for what? Know. For what, Jose? What were you in trouble for? For, uh, for not paying tickets, for no license, no insurance. Okay, so that has nothing to do with a red... That would never red flag you, uh, Jose. Yeah. Okay, so they wrongly red flagged you, and... I went I went back and, and, and to go find out what says. So when they scanned my ID, I was cleared. Nothing came up. Okay. So now when they pulled you aside and you were red flagged, how did they do that? Did they do it quietly? They just put, come on in the other room and we're going to talk to you. Uh, we're not going to clear you because of uh, being red flagged with your, uh, with your driver's license. Yeah, uh, not at first. At first they're like, oh, you can't, you can't, we can't allow you to go in. And okay. There people behind you. There was people be like parents, and then some uh, another man went in front of me, and um, he's like, "Oh, let me try," it. and he was cleared. So that's okay. a really humiliating for me. Yeah, no, it is humiliating. But I, I, here's what uh, is going on: uh, that's not enough for a legal action. Uh, okay. They, uh, someone made a mistake. Uh, there's something in the system. Were they scanning everybody's ID before going in the room? Yes. Okay, then there's nothing there. What they were doing is for the safety of the kids. Uh, I think it's legitimate. They were just wrong, Jose. 
there. Um, all they said was, uh, you're red flagged. You don't know how and why. Uh, it may have been the fault of uh, whoever scanned you. And uh, it was, um, uh, you know, maybe he misread it. But uh, unfortunately, there's nothing there. But I would find out what's going on. You weren't accused of anything. You just were yeah. wrongly scanned. It happens all the time. Like people that are put wrongly on the no-fly list. You know what? It happens. And you just have to figure out how to get off. So, uh, And it's a drag. No, I understand. It's not fun. But there's not enough. Sometimes it's just not enough. Uh, Mike. Hello, Mike. Welcome. Yeah, Mike. Hey, so my mom found my dad passed out on the chair. Um, ended up calling the ambulance. She thought he was dead. Brought him into the emergency room. Uh, it was low blood pressure, so they wanted to keep him overnight. Um, they waited for a room to open up, and it finally did. They had a, a young lady wheel him up to his room, and when he got there, he's a pretty big guy. He's over six foot, over 200 pounds. And this girl tried to help him out of the chair. He grabbed a hold of the door handle, fell down, and smashed his face. Mm. A big gash on his forehead, big, uh, his face was all discolored. He hurt his shoulder, and the, the girl was crying. She was apologizing. Someone came in and said that they're sorry they were busy. The policy is they always have two people help right, somebody right. out. Right, so they were out of policy, clearly. Um, all right, so uh, how badly was your yep. dad banged up? Uh, he smashed his face, well, they, shoulder. Is there anything permanent there? Well, he had a scar on his face. He had to go to rehab for a couple of weeks for a show. Oh, shoulder. okay. All right. Um, they okay. Sent him, they, sent him by, oh, they sent him by ambulance to another hospital. Yeah, they, they do that. I mean, that, okay, that, that, yeah, that part doesn't matter. Uh, what matters is okay. how badly was he banged up at any point there, and is it permanent? And you say he has a scar, uh, and is that permanent? Um, I don't know. He just had okay. stitches across it's his face. All right. Yeah, uh, in so. any case, in any case, uh, I would call a personal injury attorney. Uh, I think there's enough there okay. to find out if there's enough there. And uh, someone has to go through the case, look at the look at the file, look at the medical records, pull those. Uh, but there may be something there. So go to, go to handleonthelaw.com and uh, talk to one of the okay. PI attorneys and say, I talked to Bill on the air and he said for me to call you up. Because uh, you'll get to a phone number. So handle on the law is a place to go. And there, and there might be something there. Now, it's not astronomical. I would feel much better if he smashed right. his face in and it was completely smashed in. You know, where uh, he looked like uh, he was in a horror movie. Uh, or he lost his show, lost his arm. That's far better. But you know what? There may be something there. I'd give it a shot. This is Handle on the Law. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.